Welcome into the lounge presented by DraftKings. Week one is finally here, Garrett. Size them up season? I hope so. I think it is a size them up season. It's exciting. I mean, look, like you can just feel energy, excitement, enthusiasm. I honestly felt like a bit of an energy shift this week as you get into game mode and the kind of things just settle into the normal routine. Like, okay, Wednesday, you get the quarterback mm-hmm. presser. It just feels more like it feels like a game week. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, when I was watching practice, uh, I was talking to Patrick Gleason in our PR department, and I was like, man, like, this is why this is why you do this, right? Yeah. This is why you work here, right? It's like, this is awesome. And, and there's just like, I love the draft. I love free agency. I love the team building aspect. I love all that stuff. But like, the season's here. This is what... This is what it's all about. Yeah, the games are what it's all comes down to. And and it's just going to be so much fun. You know, like this offense is just loaded with stars. The defense is really good. Um, it's, you know, you have this new offense under Todd Munkin that I think is going to you know throw the ball more. It's, I think it's going to be a more exciting offense to watch mm-hmm. um, lo- that's loaded with stars who can make big-time plays. And um, golly, man, it's, it's going to be fun at M&T Bank Stadium, I can tell you that. Yeah, I think it like... Yeah, I just think that there's a lot of buzz and excitement and interest. More interest, I would say, in intrigue unknowns than the past couple of years. I think it's really reminiscent to me of 2019 when the Ravens had a new coordinator. Exactly. Well, I mean, there were unknowns last year, but they were like not fun unknowns. They were like, well, when are some of these guys coming back from major Mm -hmm. injuries going to be back to 100%? That was Mm -hmm. the big question. And it's so great this year not to have a bunch of injury questions lingering over this team you know like we're out of you know covid's not impacting the football season yeah right like there's fans in the stands like it just feels like you know, lamar lamar's contract is done you don't have there's no other like you know there's guys that are coming up for paydays but nobody's like whatever holding out you're something. always going to have those types of questions exactly there's no like lingering non-football stuff hanging over this team it kind of all the questions are like are they good enough at corner are they good enough at pass rush? you know it's football questions yeah i like football questions i'll yeah. go with that you yeah, know yeah. What i mean totally and i just think that like the unknown like the unknown is new offensive coordinator that's the biggest yep. one yeah todd monken new offensive coordinator how quickly can this team get up to speed with a new system yep. what does the offense look like you got all these exciting new weapons odell zay flowers <laughs> aguilar how do these weapons mesh with lamar is the timing there yep I think that's like the and then also like even how much you know the Ravens are big favorites in this game. Um, how much did they show this week? You're you Mr. know, Vegas. They're, they're, what's the line? I, I, well, I think it was ten. Um, it was ten recently. You're Mr. Vegas. Um, you got it. And so, so you know they're big favorites in the game. Yep. And so, like, how much do they show? Um, you know, this week, you know, I think it's a long season, but I think that, like, I don't yeah, think Bengals that, on deck is what you're saying. Yeah, you have Bengals on deck. Anything I, back is what I mean. There's a lot. There's a a lot of layers to Todd Munkin's office. I don't think you're going to yeah, show yeah, everything. The empty week empty one. the entire bag. Week one. You can't. You can't. Yeah. <laughs> you just can't. Um. So uh, they're going. I mean, nah. They're playing to win this game. Of you course. Got, you got to win this game. Um. So, but yeah, I, I, I'm I'm. I'm intrigued with all of that, and I think it starts here week one against the Texans in a game that you you have to win. You have to win this season mm-hmm. opener. The Ravens have played really well in week ones under John Harbaugh. What's his I record? I got the stats. You got the stats. I got the stats. Do a little research, research department. Well done. Yes. The research, research department as you pull out the PR. Uh, yeah, that's, that's our research department, our great, PR, <laughs> our great PR department. Another hat tip to the PR yeah. department here. Um, 11-4 in John Harbaugh's tenure in week yep. one games. Yep. 
And in those 15 games, they have the largest point differential over these seasons, plus 206. Wow. And the largest... Smokes and people. Largest, I mean, yeah, the, that Miami. Dolphins game helps. <laughs> There's a couple that really stand out. The Miami one and also the Bengals one yep. in 2012 yep. where they won the Super Bowl that year. Yep. Those are two that stand out to me the most in week one. But yeah, so... Uh, and then the largest... Y- largest yardage differential. That's a tough one right there um, in in those 15 games. And then Lamar Jackson's been really good in week one games as well. I did a yep. final drive on that earlier this week. He's uh, started four week one games. He's three in one of those games, 12 touchdowns, uh, one interception. Yep. Of course, the Miami game, again, kind of skews the stats. They're through five touchdowns in that game, over 300 passing yards. But in general, he's been really good out of the gates, and I don't see any reason to think why that wouldn't be the case again this year. 100% agree. Yeah. I mean, I think it speaks to the way that the Ravens prepare, you know, the, the training camp that John Harbaugh has for his team. You know, it's a, it's a, they work. It's a no joke training camp. Now they've, uh, you know, he's, I think, evolved as a coach and his methods and whatnot over time. And, and certainly the amount of, of time that the starters get in the preseason has definitely changed since the JK injury. The pre, the, the other intriguing thing about the, going into this game is we haven't seen this offense at all together outside of practice, uh-huh. right? Like they didn't get any preseason action there. I don't think there are a lot of teams where their starters didn't see any preseason action. Yeah. And so, um, it's really the unveiling, you know, you, d- you don't know until you see it. Yeah. There's like some teams, uh, obviously the, the, the league has shifted. Every team has a bit of a nuanced approach, but the league has shifted to where fewer and fewer teams play their starters much at all. And the Ravens are part of that. And so I, I do think there could be a little bit of a rust element. I think that could be part of the, part of what happens, you know, early on, there's a timing element, new weapons. It's been, you know, Lamar Jackson talked this week, like it's, it's been a long time since he's been on the football field going back to mm-hmm. early December last year. Yep. And so he's chomping at the bit to get out there. But I do think that like, there could be some, whether it's nerves, rust, whatever description you want to put on that. I think that there could be a little bit of jitters, you know, throw them all out there. Yeah. I think there I mean, could be a little bit of that early just on. Hear, just hearing from Lamar and Odell specifically, and I'm sure they're not the only ones, you know, they're really ramped up for this game. Mm-hmm. You know, there's different guys who have different motivations kind of going into this game, personal things for them. You know, for Odell, he hasn't played since the Super Bowl when he injured his knee. For Lamar, you know, he missed the, the playoffs and the stretch run last year. He's, you know, that's eaten at him all offseason. For Rashad Bateman, it's like the foot injury and coming back for that, mm-hmm. you know. Different guys, J.K. Dobbins, you know, all the offseason talk about his contract. I'm sure he wants to go out there and just light it up yep. week one. You know, like, there's just different guys individually. Of course, you have the team goal, but individually, they are all Zay Flowers, his first game, right? You can go down the list. They all have their individual things, and, and one thing that John Harbaugh has really preached this week is like, all right, guys, I know that, like, we're really getting excited and amped up, but, like, Calm down. Yeah. Don't get too don't get too ramped up. You don't want to burn out this week. But hearing from them, and especially Odell, you know, on the on the podium, like they are ready to go. Well, Odell Beckham Jr. walked off the field on Wednesday and him and John Harbaugh kind of stood off to the side and had a conversation for a few minutes. And John said on podium that basically the conversation was about kind of the mindset of Working Odell working his way back, the long road that he's been on, you know, getting ready for that game, how excited he is for that game, but also, you know, don't peak too soon. The game's not yep. till Sunday. All of that stuff was kind of part of that conversation. 
And uh, yeah, I, I definitely got the sense in listening to Odell this week. If you if, little plug here, check out Ravens Press Pass podcast if you haven't done so. Um, we have the full press conferences, all the full press conferences posted there, including the one from Odell and Lamar on Wednesday, and um, and Harbaugh. But I, I just got the sense from him like this guy can't wait to take the field. If, you know, he's. He, He's not really saying, like, I got something to prove in this sense. But, oh, I think he does. But I think he feels that. Oh, 100%. I think that he wants he to show everybody. That he's that guy still. Yes. For I think sure. he wants to show that. And I think he's had some different motivations, you know, maybe than earlier in his career. But I still think that, it's like, the motivation to show that. that he is. Check out the cover story Cliff Brown wrote. Yeah, yeah, this plug central, baby. Oh, but got to uh, keep it rolling. Yeah, but I think that <clears> I, I do think that he wants, is eager to show everybody that he can still be one of the best receivers in the game. For sure. All right, so let's take a little break, and then we're going to come back and really kind of dive into our preview of this game specifically and look at the Texans. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. We're coming to you from the SeatGeek studio. Also, we want to give a shout-out to our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook, which is the official sports betting partner of the Baltimore Ravens. Here's what you need to do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use the promo code FLOCK. If you're a new user, you can get a deposit bonus up to $1,000. The promo code, again, is FLOCK, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. you got to be over 21 and physically present in Maryland to play. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.com. Did you just do that read without looking at your phone for the first time? I've done that for many times. Many times. Really? Yeah. I'm impressed. Memorization. You're you're in week one mode right now. Yeah, exactly. It's game mode. It's game mode. Yes. (laughs) Uh, All right. So let's look at the Texans. So, you know, we talk about nerves, right? You know who's probably really nervous? CJ Stroud. (laughs) (laughs) Right? So you got a rookie quarterback, number two overall pick in the draft. Uh Uh-huh. Coming into M&T Bank Stadium, not an easy stadium to play in and win in, and uh, it's your first career start. Yeah, like this that's, is that's a, a tall order. This is a tough assignment for CJ Stroud. And I, I've actually, the listeners of the lounge know I'm an Ohio State fan, so I've been watching CJ Stroud for the yeah. past couple of years. Give us a scouting report here, Gary. I mean, I think he's a really great quarterback. He's got great arm talent. He doesn't run much. He did late in the year. Mm-hmm. Um, Particularly in the game against Georgia in the uh, in the semifinal, and I think like a lot of t- NFL teams like saw that one, and it's like, man, this guy is a stud, and I think that's part of the reason he went as high as he did. Mm-hmm. Um, so he has that ability, but he doesn't really lean on that unless he absolutely needs to. Right. And so I'll be curious, like as an NFL player, like he, he does he does he completely stay in the pocket? Um, does he run at all? Is that part of the game? They're not going to do many design runs for him. Like that's not his game. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he's got great arm talent. Like that's that's the reason that he went, you know, number two. Yeah. So you know, I think that like like the other thing with him at Ohio State, I thought like he would a lot of like they have tremendous receivers, and so like when you're throwing to Jackson Smith and Jigba or Marvin Harrison or. Garrett Wilson, Wilson, like Chris Olave, like those were the four receivers that he's been throwing to for the past few years. Pretty good group. So like those are some of the best receivers 
and you know young receivers in the game and coming up in college. So he's had those guys to throw to, which I certainly think was a benefit uh, to him. But I still think that he's got great arm talent. So that, that the receivers that he threw to at Ohio State might be better than the receivers he's throwing to. That group, he, if you were to take one group <laughs> over the group he's throwing to in the NFL, you'd probably take the college group. Yeah, I mean, I mean, just to be honest, this isn't like, to go off the, on the rant here about Ohio State's receiving success, but like <laughs> the the those four receivers, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Marvin Harrison, and Jackson Smith and Jigba, <laughs> like that's probably one of the better receiving groups in the NFL. Right? If they were in the NFL any right team. now, any team would probably sign up. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll take it. Yeah. So so that's but I. Like I don't think he was just a product of that system and yeah, those yeah, receivers. Yeah. I really yeah, don't yeah, think yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, he's I, a good. He's a good. I, I really like him. Um, yeah. But I think that it's a tough assignment to come in and allow. It's going to be really loud at the bank. Yep. Another little promo. There's up. A, a few tickets left, not many. Um, but check out SeatGeek or BaltimoreRavens.com/tickets because um, it's going to be an awesome atmosphere. So it's going to be loud there. Really difficult for him yep. to communicate, and I think that that as a young quarterback is going to be a really tough assignment. I completely agree. I actually think that the Texans might run the ball more. I think I think they might lean on their their running back Damian Pierce. Uh, he's a good he's a good running back. Ran for nine hundred some yards last year. Would have topped a thousand, but he had a late season I think ankle injury. Uh-huh. Um, good running back, and I, I think that they this could be a little bit of an early test for the Ravens defensive front. You know, and I think I think it's a an interesting question mark. You know, what do those edges look like? You know, we saw Washington in the preseason kind of get some edges. Uh, Sam Howell had a quarterback, long quarterback run. The Ravens have to be stout on that edge. You know, David Ajabo, Clowney. Clowney's a good run defender, but David Ajado, Ajabo needs to be really strong on the edge. Um, you know, we're going to see Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen flying around. I expect that we're going to see more of that, especially early from the Texans, they're going to try to establish Damian Pierce in, the, in their ground game. I mean, look, if you have a, it's like, you know, Terrell Suggs would always talk about like, you know, when you go, he would usually talk about like when you go on the road in December, like pack your run game and your defense. Like, mm-hmm. there's the same holds true if you got a rookie quarterback on the road week one. You know, it's like <laughs> exactly. it's like pack your run game, take the heat off a little it, bit. It just it, a, a quarterback's best friend, a young quarterback's best friend, is to be able to just t- turn around and hand the ball off to a running back and let him pick up well, a few yeah. yards. He doesn't want to be in third and ten, third and nine situations. Not at all. And I now, and I think the Ravens certainly like would be aware of that. They know that. I don't know that the Texans will be able to run. I mean, that's going to be the test, but I I like this Ravens defensive front. Oh, yeah. I mean, I Michael really Pierce do. is healthy. I mean, he's a he's a stud in the middle. Michael Pierce um, is a stud that just pre- Paid Roderick Washington. Yep. Justin out of BK is, I think, you know, going to have a monster season. Yep. It took him to lead the lead the team in sacks. Yeah, you know the questions inside are the linebackers obviously. The inside linebackers are the best one-two punch in that position in the game. Yeah, and so the question is that edge. I think it's the edges exactly. It's the edges, and you know, Marlon Humphrey is a really good run defender too at corner. You don't have him. It looks like you know he hasn't practiced yet. So uh, if he's not out there, you know, you have Rakusin and whoever. You know. Um, now, whatever the corners, I'm not going to yeah, say. Yeah, I'm not going to put too much stock into exactly. like. Uh, they're not going to be able to stop the run because Marlon's not out there. Right, exactly. But <laughs> I, I'm just saying, like, I think the Texans are going to probably test those edges, and that'll be a, a pretty good test for the Ravens. Yeah, and like, we'll see. I mean, that's the question. I, I think it's neither of us are saying the Ravens don't have good edge defenders, but we just those are two young players. Yep. There, and even if even if it's 
you know, if Ajabo or Owe, like if they get the edge on either of those guys, I still like the Ravens' ability to clean it up before it gets too far down the field with Roquan and Patrick Queen flying all over yep. and Kyle Hamilton coming Kyle downhill. Exactly. Like exactly. I, I like their ability. They're probably going to pop some eight yard runs. Like I'll, you can deal with that. You can't. You can't deal with the forty plus yard runs. Like that's where sure. you can't have. And I don't think the Ravens will be giving those up. I would agree. The one thing to watch certainly is the Texans are dealing with some injury issues on their offensive line. Titus Howard, their starting right tackle, a good player, just got put on IR this week. Yeah, uh, had a hand injury. Uh, so they're already down a guy. That's good news for Ojabo. We were talking about coming off the edge there, Jadavion Clowney. Um, and I think another reason why they're going to want to run the ball is to take some of the pressure off their pass protection. Yeah, I I, I agree. Uh, I think Ojabo is a guy that we you know a lot of fans have been talking about. You know, from the preseason, didn't get a sack in the preseason. You know, there's some hand wringing over how he looked in those three preseason games because he was really the only starter that played. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you know Titus Howard being out. This is this is. This is regular season time. Let's see what David Ajabo can do here in week one. Yeah, I mean, I think you said it on one of the previous ones, but he had 19 pass rush snaps. 18. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to throw my hands up and be yeah. too concerned about that. Yep. And this is going to be an opportunity for him in a real game to go out there and, you know, improve it a little bit. Yeah, and, and let's not judge a guy off one game either, but... It, you know, it matters. Yeah, I mean, this is the step up, you know, yep. and like he in his past game, he got a strip sack. Yep. So... I'll take another one for one. Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's flip it over to the other side of the ball. We've talked a lot about how excited we are about the Ravens offense. Let's look at this Texans defense. Will Anderson, high first round pick. What number did he go at? High. I mean, high. Three. three. Yeah, yeah three. They, they traded back up. Yeah. They went two, three, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, here's a, a stud out of Alabama. You talk about the Ravens' pass protection. Morgan Moses, you know, Ronnie Stanley, I'm not sure exactly where Will will line up, but they got their hands full with him. Yeah, I mean, Will Anderson, some people felt like was the best like non-quarterback in the draft. I mean, he went number yeah. three overall, so that the Texans certainly felt that way, and they traded up to get him. So, like, they wanted to get the one-two punch with C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson and have those two guys be the cornerstone of the team for the foreseeable future. So, tough assignment there. I like the Ravens' offensive line, though, like, you know, Will Anderson can be dominant, but I just like this this O line. I mean, I like it really all the way across the board. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like the Ravens should have a top, I don't know, eight offensive line in football yep. this year. Like, I don't. Ronnie Stanley is a top five offensive, uh, top five left tackle. I think Tyler Linderbaum could certainly <laughs> be a Pro Bowler this year. Zeitler probably should have been a Pro Bowler last year. He might get over the hump this year and get there. So. Morgan Moses, veteran. I I, I just I, I like this offensive line, so I'm mm-hmm. not too concerned um, about their ability to hold up in run in in the run game or in pass protection. Yep, I, I think that the Texans' defensive strengths are Will Anderson, a little bit of that pass rush, and then at safety they have Jalen Petrie, um, and Jimmy Ward, who's dealing with a little bit of he's on the injury report right now, so we'll see what his status is. Um, but really, defensively, to me. It's around their head coach, mm-hmm. right? D'Amico Ryan's uh, first-year head coach for the Houston Texans coming over from San Francisco where they had a lights-out defense under his uh, leadership. You know, what kind of wrinkles? What's he, what's he going to show? You know, that, that I think is the question. And, and really, that's the question 
across the board. It's not only what's their defense look like under D'Amico Ryans. I'm sure the, Ra- the Ravens are watching San Francisco 49ers tape, you know, to try to get a, a good feel for what his scheme is and what he likes to do. So that's a big question mark, kind of another unknown. Yeah. You know, and then, of course, on the offensive side of the ball, you have rookie quarterback and all that. That's an unknown. Mm-hmm. You know, what kind of scheme are they going to have? So that's, in a way, now the Ravens have that too with Todd Munkin. Nobody really knows what it's going to look like. Yeah. But the whenever you're in week one, there's the element of surprise. And when you have a rookie quarterback and a rookie head coach who's a defensive-minded background guy, you have on both sides of the ball these question marks and these unknowns for the Ravens going into this game. And a first-time coordinator and Bobby Slowick is their offensive coordinator. Yep. So you basically just have, I, I think it's a good point, like I think that that is a factor here that like is like that unknown factor I think is, you know, it's something that you just have to be careful about, I guess. I don't know how you're careful about that, but like <laughs> that's just something that like could come up and bite you. Like mm-hmm. you just don't. Oh, we weren't expecting that. Kind of. It kind of seems like yeah. In week one, there's always some. I don't know if trickery is the right word, but wrinkles. There's some wrinkles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That could be thrown out there, <laughs> and like you know, Demiko Ryan. You don't, have, wa- you don't have tape. He don't wa- have tape. he he wants to in his first NFL game. Uh, he want he wants to go out there and like. Get a win. I mean, obviously, like yeah. he like he <laughs> he wants to come out and prove something in his first game as an NFL head coach. So, like, there can be an element of kind of throwing the kitchen sink a little bit in his first game. And I think that that can happen. And so, the Ravens need to weather that storm. And I think that like as you get into the flow of the game, that's where I think that then then you can kind of settle in and just get yeah. back to sort of what you do best. Yeah, exactly. But, but part when, of that on offense is Ravens are figuring that out themselves. When you combine the nerves, the rust factor of not playing in the preseason and going against, you know, a new head coach, new rookie quarterback, new offensive coordinator, all that stuff. I, I think that the first quarter of this game will be kind of that feeling out period. Yeah. And then second quarter is going to be really important. Yeah. You know, all right, we kind of have an idea here. Let's turn it on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. If we're talking about at the end of the game, like, oh man, this guy had a big game. Like, who do you feel off oh. the bat that we're talking about? Like, oh, he was the player of the game. Lamar. Okay. I think the week one. How'd you come up with that one? <laughs> Breakout player this year? <laughs> <laughs> Who's your guy? Smart guy? Uh, who do you got? Um, Odell Beckham. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I knew you were going to say it. I could see it. I, I think it, I think it is Odell, actually. I knew it. Yeah, I knew it. That was the guy who popped into my head too, but then I was like, "Week one, Lamar." I just love Week one, Lamar. I, I like, I like Week one, Lamar too. I, I think it is Odell. Like, like when they come out of the gate, like it wouldn't surprise me. It would not surprise would me. You the first feed Odell. What's that? Feed Odell right out of the gate. I, it Start wouldn't surprise me if on the opening drive he catches a couple passes. It would not surprise me if the first pass of the game goes to Odell. Like, would it surprise you if the first pass of the game is 100. 15 yards to Lamar or 50 yards to Odell? No, it would not at all. Yeah, I like. I think that like he he's going to have the jitters and that all going on as well, considering the road that it's taken to get back to this point. And so I think that like getting him just into the game early mm-hmm. um, and getting him involved and getting some of that out of the way, I think is going to be important. Yep. Um. So yeah, I I could see him having a very big game. Yeah, I'm really excited about Todd Munkin and his offense and just to see the shots they take and get our first real good look at it. I, I, I am really excited. I think the game ends with the players carrying Todd Munkin off on their shoulders. 
<laughs> down the, he's in the booth. So they'll have to come up the elevator. They'll get him from the booth. They'll put him on their shoulders, go back down the elevator with him on the shoulders mm -hmm. in the elevator, back onto the field. And out the tunnel. Well, I know you're working on a cover story yeah. on Todd Munkin. That um, might be influencing Which this. is going to drop on Saturday. Saturday. So it kind of details uh, Munkin's history and uh, his path to this point. Really interesting guy. But yeah. did you pitch this concept to him of everyone going up the elevator, putting <laughs> putting him on their shoulders, then getting back on the elevator and parading around the field? I did not. Okay. I did not. You can but ask him about it on podium. Yeah, I'll have to ask him today. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening. As always, you can reach us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. Make sure you're subscribed. Leave a rating and review for us. If the Ravens beat the Texans, Give, make sure it's an even better review. Yes, yeah, you know? seven stars, ten yeah, stars. Exactly. And uh, <laughs> if you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the Ravens Press Pass podcast. Uh, we'll have all the post-game press conferences, locker room interviews, all that stuff will drop on that podcast feed. Thank you for listening and get ready for the... <gasps> It's back. It hit me. It hit me. I was like, oh my God, it's, it's back. back. It's back. I thought you might forget. <laughs>